Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. Well, good morning. As Sue said, um, if you've not listened to the message that he preached last week, I really recommend it to you. And it will be online. It's on YouTube. It's on um, YouTube. I don't know where else it is. It's on YouTube. Find it on YouTube. It's on YouTube. That's where you'll find it, on YouTube. And talking about crossing over. And as soon as Steve preached about crossing over, where he preached the same message in chapel a few months back, something dropped, a phrase dropped in my heart, and a phrase dropped into my mind, and I felt it was something from God. And it said, this phrase was, walking into the new. So what I want to talk to you today is walking into the new. He was talking, Steve was talking about crossing over, moving on from the story of Moses and Joshua, and Joshua took the people over into the promised land. They were crossing over. My theme today is walking into the new, because I really believe that God is the God of the new. And last week, as uh, Byron was leading us in worship, he, he said some a scripture that is dear to my heart, and it reminded me again, and I thought I'd bring it to you today. It's from Isaiah 43. It says, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I'm making the wilderness, a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. You see, God was cutting a new path. A way in the wilderness, streams in the wasteland. That means there was nothing there It was wasteland, and God was cutting a whole new path for people to walk through. He was talking about the people of Israel. He was talking about the Jews. And he was saying that there's something coming, something's going to happen when there's going to be Jews and Gentiles are going to be able to to access God. There's a new way. It never been done before, but there's going to be an opening for Gentiles as well as Jews to be able to reach God and to be able to know God. A whole new way. And that principle is true for us, that God makes new things happen out of nothing. Things that are difficult, things that are barren, things that are wasteland, God cuts a whole new path, and we have to make the decision whether we're going to walk along it, because God is the God of new. That verse is so significant to me, because he gave me that verse when we were asked, it seems like millions of years ago now, it wasn't that many years ago. When, it, when we were asked to actually move from the Wirral to the northwest of England to move here to Cambridge. And not long after we'd moved here, I came across these verses and, and it, it struck me. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. I knew that everything would be different when we moved from the north to the south. It's true, the north and the south is different. Our church there in the north was different than what was happening here in the south. We had a building for for once, uh, if nothing else, we had a building up in the north. We were coming here and there was no building. We were going from a place of high unemployment to a place of very low unemployment. We went to a place where I was used to drinking hock 
Uh, and my Sunday lunch, if for those of you who don't know, it's cheap white wine. Whereas we came here and it was the best red wine that people were drinking. And if you went to one people's houses, you were asked to take your shoes off. And you had to walk in with, your, with no shoes on. And you know what, in the north, if you did that, you might not have found them when you went back to leave the actual house. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> the church was so different. It was almost black and white. But you know, God said, I'm doing a new thing. Don't you perceive it? It's springing up. If we'd said no, if we wouldn't have walked into the new that God had for us, then where would we be now? We know that God could have raised a building like this. We know that God could have raised a church like this. But what would we have missed out on? We would have missed out on meeting all the people that we've met that's come through this church. Meeting the lady that was trafficked from an Eastern European country that we were helped to get back to her country. We would have missed out on all the marriages that have happened in this congregation. It always excites me to go to a wedding that's actually for a couple that have met here in C3. We have four this year coming up. We usually recommend have about eight weddings that we go to every year. I'm always excited when it's people who've met in this church because it's a family church. It's a family-based church. What would have happened if we'd said no to God? We would have missed out on feeding the people in, in our city. We would have missed out on what's happening in Colchester. We would have missed out on meeting the people in Bury St. Edmunds. We would have missed out on you. We never would have met you if we hadn't have walked into the new. Look at it now and look at this place of what God has done and tes testimony to his grace and to his glory. Did we ever feel like we wanted to go back? To be honest, we did. We had times when it was tough and we thought, should we go back? Should we go back to where there's family? Should we go back to where it was familiar? It was only a few days that we gave it credence. We thought, no, God has called us here. God has called us here for purpose. God has got a plan and we're gonna trust him with the future. Even if it was the tough times, we stuck it here because we knew that God had called us and God had a purpose and God had a plan. God is the God of the new. It says in those scriptures, do not dwell in the past. We can think about the past. We can celebrate the past. We also can grieve for the past and mourn it. But we mustn't dwell in it. We mustn't dwell there. If we do, we will miss out on the future. Do you remember when Jesus said to the, to the disciples about the wineskins? It says here in the scripture in Luke 5, and no one pours new wine into old wineskins, otherwise the new wine will burst the skins. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No new wine must be put into new wineskins. And interesting, and no one after drinking old wine wants the new, for they say the old is better. What is it about humans that we think that the old is better? That there's something in us that kind of harkens back to the old. Maybe, you know, oh, it wasn't like that when such and such was here and they were the boss, it was better then. Or when my colleague was around, oh, it was so much better then. 
or when that had happened and when I was in charge, oh, it was so much better then. There's something of a propensity that we can have to harper back to the old when God's got something new. Sometimes the new feels a little bit uncomfortable at first. It feels a little bit unsure. It feels, it just doesn't quite fit in the same way. But you know, you have to persevere into the new, to walk into the new. Remember the children of Israel, they said, oh, give me those fruit and those vegetables that we had in Egypt. It was so good, the food we had there. They forgot that they were slaves and they were having to build and actually it was a really bad place for them. They harpered back. But now this scripture says, don't dwell on the past. But look, there's something new coming. It's springing up. Can't you see it? It's coming before you. Walking into the new takes patience and faith that God is in charge and taking us to a new place for purpose and for destiny. You know, for those who are Christians, we've experienced this. We're followers of Christ and we've experienced walking from the old and walking into the new. It says in scripture, therefore if any one of you is in Christ, they are a new creation. A new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God, reconciling himself through Christ and gave us a ministry of reconciliation. We have become new creatures in Christ. We are brand new in Christ. God has given us a new identity, a new purpose, a new faith. We've experienced walking from the old into the new. And may it be when it's your first time, that's the first time that you make that commitment and we're gonna give you an opportunity today. If you've not done that, maybe it's your first time to make that commitment, say, I wanna follow Jesus. I want Jesus in my life. I wanna be in Christ. I want to be a new creation in him. Then it becomes a process. As we go on as Christians, it becomes a process that we still need to keep walking into the new what God has for us. Scripture says, you were taught, with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. I debated, you know, a whole new jacket. Maybe I should take my jacket off and put a new one on. Take the old off and put the new on. It's okay. I'm I won't do that right now. Take the old off and put the new on. It's a process. As a Christian, it's a process that we need to keep putting off the old ways and the old desires and the former way of life because God has got something new for us to walk in. But we keep on having to put it off and put on the new. A daily practice, put off the old, put on the new. God has new for us. You know, if we don't, do that, the process that God wants to do for us on the inside can't happen. God will change our circumstances maybe around us, but mainly what he wants to do is renew us day by day to be more and more like Jesus on the inside. When I was in school many years ago, I still vividly remember a book that I read called Great Expectations. I can't remember how old I was, but I have a vivid memory of this book. And many of you may know it's written by Charles Dickens. And there's an image that I want to show you right now of a lady who decided not to walk into the new. This lady is Miss Havisham. 
I don't know if you know of her or remember her. She was jilted at the altar. She got to the altar and her husband-to-be never turned up. And here she is, still dressed in her wedding dress, many, many years later. And you can see the room that she's in. The wedding breakfast was all laid out. And it's now full of cobwebs and full of decay. That picture has stayed with me over the years. It's that if we don't walk into the new, we get stuck in that present situation. If we've not prepared to change ourselves, change by mourning, grieving, acknowledging, and moving forward, then we become like Miss Havisham. Everything stops at that point, and then the decay sets in. You see, she chose to live her story to be, I was a jilted bride. And that was her story. But I believe, if you have situations in your life, I believe that God has a whole new story. That it can be part of your story, but not the completion of it. But if you stay in the place where you, you feel comfortable, you will not move forward, but you will even go backwards. And you'll become like Miss Havisham, stuck in a place. But God wants you to walk into a place of new. You may feel like you've been through a valley of Baca, the Bible describes of it, a valley, a place where it's difficult. But even God says, blessed are those whose strength is in the Lord and whose heart are set on pilgrimage to find God. Because as they pass through the valley of Baca, God will make it a place of springs and autumn rains will also cover it. God will make it a new place. From the difficult time, from the hardest place, can be the greatest ministry that can come from that place. Are you struggling right now? Then you have to move forward. Like a butterfly coming out of a cocoon, you have to push out, you have to push forward in order to come and become the new. Walking into the new. God is the God of the new. You see, we have to walk in confidence into the new because he's gone before us, he's in the future, and he has good plans for us. He's walking into the future. Not only that, as he is making sure the harm of the past doesn't affect us. I have very quickly five things that are gonna help you to walk confidently into the new. I believe that for each and every one of us, God has something new in this year. And we can work with him to walk into that. And there's five things. I'm taking this from a preach that Craig Rochelle preached in 2015. And it still stayed with me all these times. Five areas. And at the end of these five, I want you to stand for the one that really is most significant for you. And then right at the end, we're going to pray. The first thing of how we can walk into the new and become the new you that God wants the first thing is, build your confidence. Build your confidence. It says in scripture, don't throw away your confidence for it be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Do it afraid. Keep walking forward. Keep persevering. Keep doing it. Don't give away your confidence. Stop the negative talk 
that stops you from doing what you know what is right to do. Sometimes when you rehearse things in your head, you rehearse the self-talk, which can be negative self-talk, and then you hear somebody make a comment, and you can latch onto it and think, there, you see, it must be true, because they've said it as well. If we stop the negative talk, then you might hear a comment, but it won't affect you in the same way, because you've not got anywhere to land in your head. Do it afraid. Stop the self-talk. Now, one thing that I've been doing for years that I learned from that preach from Craig Rochelle, all those years ago, is he actually, uh, he does this practice, which I do now myself. Every time he goes into a situation that he finds difficult, he physically takes one step forward before he goes into preach or into a meeting that he finds is difficult. He physically goes one step forward. And that one step is to say, I am in the authority that God's given me. I'm stepping into what God's got for me and stepping into the authority that is given. And I'm going to go with boldness and allow you to build the confidence in me that you've called me, you've purposed me, you've given me your anointing for it. I'm stepping into it in Jesus' name to do all that you've called me to do. Stepping in, number one, building your confidence. Number two, expanding your connections. Maybe there's one person in your life that could help you to get into the next stage, the next step to expand your capacity, to expand who you are. Who could it be? Maybe there's somebody who could help you to move forward. Not to do what they do, but to think like they think. Is there somebody further on the journey than you? A few months, years back, maybe a months back, Steve and I were talking about new people in our world, new people that we wanted to engage with and think with and talk to and be stretched by. We knew there was a couple coming over from Australia moving back to the UK. So I did the thing that you're probably not really supposed to confess in publicly. I stalked them on Facebook and followed to see when they were going to come over to the UK. And they came to Cambridge for a visit, so I made a little comment, you know, well, next time, let's get a cup of tea. And they probably thought, who is this strange lady? And then we went to a conference And then this couple walked in as the worship was already started and we were stood here and they walked in front of us and stopped. I said, that's that couple, that's that couple. We really need to get to know them, Steve. We really need to get to know them. And as there was a break, I went over to say something, to say hello, and they said, oh, we're just going uh, over to to find our group over there and they walked away. But then we realized that actually they were setting up coaching And there was an official way to get to know them. So we contacted them. And they coached us for a year or so. About 18 months, we'd see them regularly. But you know what? Now, they've become friends. We've become part of ministry together. They come into our world. We we go into their world. They're coming to chapel in a few weeks' time. And they're going to be speaking at chapel. And the lady, Rachel's going to speak in a Breathe conference this year. It was an intentional way of finding of people that could be in your world that help you, expand you to go to the next level, to build your capacity. Is there an expansion of connection that you could do? Second one, I have 12 seconds to give you another three. Improving your competence. Is there anything that you could improve your skills in? Is there anything that you could grow yourself in that you could actually find something new that you could find uh, of yourself. 
Is there a feedback that you could have? Is there a feedback that could go into your life that could help you to move forward? We've been asking for feedback right recently. We've been having another guy that's come in and helped us, asking to give us feedback. How can we move forward? What can we do for us that can change, that can help more people, that can be more fully ourselves? Fourthly, strengthening your character. What are you growing internally? The Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forgiveness, uh, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The further we go in our faith, the more these are need to grow in our lives. What are you growing? What's the new you that you need to walk into? At our time of prayer and fasting, this is an opportunity to ask God to help us, to show us what do we need to put to death? What do we need to walk new into? It was during the fasting last year that we got the phone call to say that in Colchester there was a building that had come up. And it was during that fasting season that we said yes to moving forward into the new, into Colchester. And finally, increasing your commitment. Successful people do consistently what others only do occasionally. I want to be the best for God that I can be. Spiritually, emotionally, physically, relationally, and mentally. I picked up this book recently, I'm reading it. If you want something that will help you to emotionally feel more healthy, then the practice of giving thanks every single day, finding the gifts that God gives you every single day, whether that's a smile from somebody as they walk past you, whether that's a cuddle of a baby, whether that's a card in the post, whatever it might be, look for the gifts that God gives you every single day. I can really recommend this book by Anne Voskamp, Emotionally to Help You. I want to bring my best for God. How about you? I want my best marriage. What are we doing to make sure that our marriage is the best? Am I committed to my marriage? Committed to honoring God through it? I want to be best person with my finances. If you're in debt, get out of debt. Sell what you can and get another job if need be. Let's get committed this year to sort things out, to get things done, that we're giving the best to God. He demands our best. Do you want to reach more people for Christ? Then there's more in you. God is capable and he will bring more from you. How badly you want something determines what will you do to get it. You know, and a final verse here. Now to him who is also to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Can we stand? I'm going to pray for you all. I'm not going to go one by one because I realize I've taken time. But I believe that for each of those five areas, maybe there's other areas that God has highlighted to you. And for if you are committed to walk into the new with God this year, you're prepared to move forward into the new, to forget the former things, to leave them where they are, but to walk into the new you that God has for you. Will you put your hands forward? Will you put your hands towards God? And let's pray together. Lord God, I thank you that you are the God of the new. 
Lord, I thank you that you give fresh mercy every single day. I thank you, Lord God, that you heal our past, Lord. And you, you call us into a new, a new place in our hearts, Lord, a new place of commitment, Lord, a new place in our workplace, Lord, a new place in our relationship, a new place emotionally, Lord. Father God, I pray that you'll give us each strength from this day on, Lord, that we will walk into the new and embrace the new that you have, that we won't run back to the old, but we'll move forward into you and that you will be glorified through it and many more lives will be affected. For in your name we pray, amen and amen. Amen. Let's worship God together. listening to this podcast we pray it's been a blessing to you why not share it with your friends and family through social media if you're not on the regular podcast list then why don't you subscribe thank you especially to those that give if you want to give to this ministry you can go to our website thec3.uk slash giving and get involved god bless you